sometimes can it feels like you're risking it all. And it's it's sometimes there was definitely moments of doubt of whether or not like I made the right decision and in general, like I don't need to please everybody. Like I know I'm not gonna be able to please anybody, like everybody. And it's like at the same time, like it's so true. It's like you have to keep moving forward. Like there's no there's no reason to just lull in the past because it's already it's already been done. How do players at the top level in rugby do what they do? And what can young, ambitious players learn from them and their journeys to achieve their own dreams in the game? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Moylette, former Irish age grade international player, now mental performance coach, and welcome to the Offfield Rugby Pod. Today I'm chatting with Chance Wengluski, who recently became an MLR champion alongside World Cup winners Andy Ellis, Waisaki Naholo and Nihi Milner-Scudder in New York. Chance is somebody who has a great perspective and his outlook on life and rugby is really brilliant and is allowing him to have a lot of success in both. You'll learn so much in this episode. Chance talks about coping with pressure, how to deal with poor performances and being benched, and also explains how he walks towards uncomfortable situations to grow as a person and a player and how he understood the importance of that. We talk about why you should always be your authentic self, the power of practicing gratitude, understanding your identity, and also how good it is just to come at life with a servant mindset. Chance is so much more than a rugby player, as you'll hear. He's also an incredible graphic designer. Check him out on Instagram, Chance Wengluski, and his art page is tagged in his bio. I coached Chance in 2016 when he was a young lad starting out in Lindwood University. I wasn't too old either, I was 23, but uh, you'll hear us chat about that and reference that. I help young ambitious rugby players get to the next level. If that's you, head over to my Instagram now at offfieldrugby and click the link in my bio and you can book your free one-on-one strategy call. On it, we'll chat about where you're at at the moment, where you want to get to and help you get there. Dealing with money can be very stressful and especially with everything that's happening in the world right now and stock markets crashing. If you're not an expert, it can be difficult to know what to do. Sparks Wealth is an Irish financial planner and they are experts when it comes to dealing with finances and helping guide you on what's best for your situation. You can book a free call with Will now at Sparks Wealth on their website, sparkswealth.ie. Recently, a family member of mine did just that and was so happy they did so. They said Will guided them through everything in a simple, easy to understand way, no jargon, and it was a brilliant experience. So that's sparkswealth.ie. So congrats on the recent win with New York. How was the celebrations? Oh, cheers, my boy. Um, it was good, G. Uh, looking back now, man, it was such a dream, G. Like, I think starting that game compared to, like, last season when I was with Atlanta, man, I was coming off the bench, so I finished the game, and obviously... That was a bit of a bit of a sour ending against LA. And so I remember sitting there just watching the whole ceremony. 
and just like realizing, you know, I was like, not so much realizing, but it's like, you know, like I'm going to be here again, you know, I'm going to get some form of redemption in the future. And, you know, obviously made that transition over to New York and, and the next thing you know, we're in the final, you know, I was like, oh man, this is so good. And I started it. That was like my dream was to start in the final, got the start, uh, put in a pretty solid performance. And then, and then the boys just finished the job, man. And it, I, it was, there was like probably about five, six minutes left. And like, it, it was pretty clear that we were going to win it. But like I was still like just like come on like till the last whistle till the last whistle and then the final whistle blew man I was like wow we did it like it was mad I I was in the dream state like my wife Raya was there and and she was just like like what do you feel right now and I was just like I just ah, I don't know it's just like six months seven months of really eight months of like hard work trying to get to this spot and then finally getting to it and like achieving that goal it was like. It was surreal, man. And what's crazy is, like, for me, like, me going to New York was really a big step that I wanted in order to, to make it, you know, onto the next USA roster. And, and, and now I'm kind of, like, taking little little benchmarks and enjoying the ride. But, yeah, man, it was, it was super, super cool. Like, I think the best part about it, in all honesty, was, was when everyone just started picking up Andy Ellis. You know, it was his last match, and, like, we raised him higher than the Shield, so I thought that kind of just showed, like, the brotherhood that we formed in, like, in those, like, six, seven months together. Yeah, it was – it was. I didn't really get much time to, like, properly celebrate. I got, like, a nice little uh, – nice little eight eight to 12 hours where we had a nice little good good few, you know, before yeah. having to jump on a plane off to Houston with the USA lads. But, uh, no, nah, man, it was, it was a blast, bro. It was – Truly a blessing. I, I tell everyone it was a blessing because, in all honesty, like I think it, it's really hard to find a group of guys who come together and just build like overall connection. You know, it's 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 awesome to have heart and it's awesome to have like pride. But like when you when you have all that and you have like the connection as well, like some of the passes that some of these dudes, it's just trust. You know, like out the back passes, the no look passes. Like the boys showed up and just put on a great performance. Couldn't be happier. Unreal. Congrats, bud. And you. when you say there, like the connection, like how how uh, how have you built that, like that kind of brotherhood? You know, it, it, I'm sure we we'll probably get quite a few laughs from like just other clubs, knowing that like we kind of have like a big like New Zealand background. Like um, a lot of the guys have played for the All Blacks. Andy played for the All Blacks. Scuds played for the All Blacks. Uh, Waholo. Um, we had Eddie Fido on the wing from Samoa. Like there was a lot of like just amazing talent and you, you gotta be curious to know like is it just gonna be a whole bunch of like chiefs and few indians but really it was just like everyone kind of just was you know just a bunch of group of indians and just with the same mindset you know and i think at the end of the day it was just cool to see everyone just like really just show like their best form really i think everyone just was trying to give it their best like i said like everyone really kind of knew what the other person had in store like if, so, if someone had the ball, like, I don't know, let's say, like, Brendan O'Connor had the ball, like, you know, that if you just had just the slightest bit of comps to his outside shoulder, you know who that person was and would trust enough to get that offload off. And I, I don't know, I, I think in teams in the past, you know, even growing up, it's like you, you jumped to that connection where you could just trust that that person was there. And then, like, for it to see, like, it actually go down and work in, like, in the favor in which you want it to. Man, it's, it's, it's beautiful rugby. I think we just played really beautiful rugby. And like we just were able to shine at the right time. Nice. Cool. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like you get a feel for it, like when someone's around you or when that ball is on. But the coaches must have helped you to have the confidence to play in that way, did they? Uh, yeah. So our coaches were Marty Buell and Marty Burke. And, and you know, having them uh, as our coaches, it was an interesting vibe. You know, it's like coming from Atlanta, it was a bit more like a South African vibe. So it's very much structured rugby, like this is how you're going to do it. And uh, it was cool. I enjoyed that form of rugby. It was, it was a great learning experience for me. And then obviously making my transition over to New York, um, learning, getting the, the coaching staff as well. It was very much like player led. Like these guys were like, give us, you know, like, I guess you could say like the protein of our meal. And then like we were the carbs and like the veggies and stuff that we, that was the stuff that we actually burned off of. We just had like, this is what we're going to do you guys figure out the plan and there's just like, Oh, like we, we're, we're in charge of the players now. Like not so much, you know, the coaches, the coaches will kind of give a little bit of direction here and there, but the, the connections that I built, at least with the front row type five, like those guys figuring out scrums, figuring out moles, figuring out line outs. There's, there's nothing I've been a part of before. And it was really cool experience to just kind of see that and then understand the leadership aspect as well as like those we're all on the same level. You know, the coaching staff, the players, the management, we all do just like considered like this giant big family. And like it, it was just for me, I think that's what makes a really good rugby team is knowing that everyone's on the same level. Everyone's, you know, willing to learn from each other. I think that's what's important in order for the obviously for the game to grow in the U.S. especially. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that answers the question. Yeah, brilliant. And. So you mentioned there before, like your next step, like going to New York and kind of you were say coming off the bench in Atlanta and then being a starter. What was the thinking behind going to New York? Was it game time? And it was kind of like a mix of a bunch of different things, really. Like, um, you know, I like I still have all my friends, not all my friends, sorry, but like all the boys from Atlanta, like they were a bit. Um, I would say they were a little bit butthurt. <laughs> But I would definitely say that they were like a little bit confused by the whole the whole change up. And I think for me, I think where I was at, at least from experiencing everything that I experienced in Atlanta, I was just like, I think it's time just for a little bit of change. And it might be some people might think that's a bit quick. Some people might not think so. But I think at the end of the day, like when you when you do something like that, your your ultimate goal is obviously to win the shield. But at the same time, I, I just felt the need to expand my horizons in a sense, put myself in a bit of an uncomfortable position. Um, and I knew that that was going to help me grow as a rugby player. And, you know, it was like, as much as it like sucked being away from, you know, from Raya, because she was enrolled at Life University at the time and, and still is, you know, she's still studying away, doing chiropractics. Um, you know, it, it put a little bit of, it put like, not so much of a strain on our relationship any, by any means, but just forced us to communicate better and force us to focus on our own goals and dreams. And, and you know, like, I, I know, honestly, I would say our, our relationship's like 10 times stronger than when it was before I left to New York. And and I think that's a testimony of its own. But at the same time, from a rugby player's perspective, you know, I think everyone wants to become the best rugby player that they want to be. And, like, sometimes you have to make a decision whether or not am I going to get fed here in the areas in which I think I'm going to get fed? Or is, it, is there a possibility that, you know, this might be too silly to pass up on. Like, is, is this an opportunity where I can actually grow as an individual, grow as a rugby player, grow as a person, like spiritually, mentally, physically? And, and I think that's what it, like, going to New York did for me as I was able to just truly 
you know, focusing on my diet, focusing on my sleep regimen, you know, focus on my mental health, focus on, you know, my, my painting and, and my graphic design work. Um, I was able to do way much more focusing on the things that I wanted to focus on and chase my dreams because, you know, I have a partner that's loving me so much that she's allowing me and, you know, wants me to go after my goals to the best of my ability and be the best that I can be. And, you know, I think, I think all in all, it's just like, you have to just take those risks. I think in this career, you know, sometimes it, it might be more comfortable to kind of sit back and be like, you know, I'm going to, you know, sign here again and, and, you know, do what this is. Cause it's, it's what I know. And, um, you know, I think sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and, you know, hope for the best and make the best of it. And I'm not going to say it was an easy transition by any means. It took me a little bit of time to get used to the, to the New York lifestyle going from like a, you know, Southern vibes, Southern culture, and then going off into the city and, you know, just becoming part of this whole new environment. And, you know, it, it took time. And, and but the thing is, it's like, that's, that's with anything, you know, relationships take time, you know, learning styles take time. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, that's, that's what I wanted. And that's what, you know, I got. Awesome. That's brilliant. And so like you were an Eagle and you've been an Eagle for a few years and you're, doing well in Atlanta like for everyone else looking in like things are going great but were you you so you kind of like knew that there's more in you that you needed to grow as a person as a player that you needed that you were getting a bit comfortable with where you were and that you needed to kind of challenge yourself a bit more I think like what was offered to me you know in Atlanta from like a rugby standpoint was great and I think that's you know that's what anyone would ever want is just an opportunity and, you know, I, I took Atlanta as a great opportunity to kind of get my feet in the ground um, in the professional rugby scene in the States. And, you know, did my, did my two years and was happy with it was, in a sense, I think, I, like I said, I think it's just a sense of comfortability, really. It's like, all right, like we got this far. And it's not to say that if I would have stuck around another year, we would have made it to the final. Like, it's not saying that at all by any means. It's just, I think for me as a rugby player and as a person, I think for me, in order to be the best that I can be, I have to continuously put myself in uncomfortable situations. And, you know, Rick Salizo, he was, he was the general manager with New York. He came to me actually on a USA tour leading into those uh, uh, Canada qualifiers um, earlier last year. And just came, came and chatted with me and he was like, hey, listen, like, you know, we, we have heavy interest in you. Um, I know that you you kind of ties with the land are kind of being cut right now, but like, I, I just want to say that I think you're just, just chatting with you. I, we just had a small conversation and uh, just was chatting and just, just trying to get to know me. And, and I thought that was really like, I thought that was just really genuine at the end of the day. And he seemed like he was really about me. And, and I, I just, in all honesty, I had to take his vibe for it at the end of the day. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I've, I've been with New York before actually. I don't know if you know this. I spent like yeah. I had three games with them in their like inaugural season. Um, and so I kind of had a, a gist of what I was getting into. But when I finally like made the decision to sign with them and stuff and come into this new environment, I was just like, it's, it, it, was, it was crazy to see how much you've grown since the beginning. And I, man, it's just, it's tough to explain, man. I think, I think at the end of the day, like, it's just like you, you, you come sometimes can, it feels like you're risking it all. And it's, it's sometimes there was definitely moments of doubt of whether or not like I made the right decision. And, and I think that's, I think anyone, any human, you know, has those, 
has those low moments, but it's just like to continuously see the boys back me up, you know, the, the boys be there for me, like, you know, just on an emotional level, like I made really good mates with, with Troy Lockyer, the 15 from New York. And he was just like the, the most class God sent roommate that I could have asked for when I, when I went to New York and he had my back the entire way. And like, I had his and, you know, like in all honesty, it's just, I couldn't have asked for like a better setup at the end of the day. I think like I, I really like set myself out there, threw myself over the cliff and just was hoping to get caught. And I just got caught by these wonderful gentlemen that, you know, looked after me while I was away from my wife and, 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 you know, took care of, you know, me on a, on a mental and physical aspect in the sense of just being prepared and doing what I wanted to do, which was to play rugby at the end of the day. And I think that's all that, anyone can ask for you know when you get in those environments awesome and you mentioned there like grow spiritually and like the importance of like mental health and, and that and is that something that you kind of put it like make sure that you've got it nailed down that you know that you're looking after yourself first as a person versus and you're talking about the the guys around you like it's you're not talking about the plays on the field or the tactics or the strategies that you had in new york it's all that kind of stuff is that something that you kind of very aware of of getting right yeah yeah so i don't know if you knew this but like leading into the uruguay matches the two match uruguay like the two match qualifier against uruguay um we got the job done against canada and we went to go um we we're gonna we we're training in, in in denver colorado getting prepared for these matches and i just took a bad elbow to the face and broke my face just like completely concave my cheekbone um Sadly, had to get, like, brought back home, kind of went off of, you know, what I was hoping would be a really good summer. And, uh, you know, I had to do a lot of reflecting. It's like I, I already missed the, the European England tour um, because of, a, like, a PCL injury. And then breaking my face set me out for another two matches as well. And at that point, I was like, I realized that I've already missed five possible cap opportunities to, like, represent my country. And, and, you know, like, and be able to, like, perform what I thought I was being, the, like, being my best at. And, and, and that kind of just, like, put me in my place. I was like, all right, like, this is obviously, like, it kind of just puts things in perspective in the sense that, like, all right, you know, if rugby is actually taken away, you know, today, taken away tomorrow, taken away yesterday, like, like how am I going to react? How am I going to feel about that? And I think taking that all into consideration, like I really was able to focus on myself and focus on like my overall dreams of like, you know, who am I as like a person, not so much as a rugby player. I think a lot of people get caught up. I have a lot of friends actually who get caught up in the sense that all they are is a rugby player. And it's, and it's tough to, it's tough to see because like, I care about these people, you know, I care about my own health and they don't, a lot of these people just don't have the proper outlet or proper person to chat with about these things. And, I think it's just a sense of identity. And for me, I, I was lucky enough to study at university, like graphic design and stuff. So I had like a little bit of an outlet other than rugby, but you know, I, I continuously put majority, if not all my chips every time in the rugby thing. And it's just like, you, you continuously chase this dream. And, and when little things like that happen, you have to just remind yourself, you know, I'm not this guy 24 seven, you know, like, when, when the notepad goes down and the, and the review books go down, like, who am I still at the end of the day? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Chancellor Nguski, you know, like, I'm very much this person who likes to interact with people, have, you know, crack up chats, like, 
draw pictures on the sides, like design tattoos here and there for the boys. Like that's, that's the person that I am at the end of the day. And, and that's something that can live with me for, you know, until I rest my head at the very end of the day. So continuously focusing on that, but also at the same time being grateful that I have this outlet, but also grateful that I get to play this rugby. It's just a sense of overwhelming, like gratefulness at the end of the day. And I think I, I just for me anyways, my wife is, I keep, I keep going back to her, but really she's got me going into this holistic approach with life and the sense of like breath work, yoga, you know, tremendous amounts of stretching, like taking care of my body and like being aware of my mind, being aware of my body and like how, you know, if I don't feel well today, like let's maybe just sit back, maybe just sit down, control, do some cold controlled breathing and really figure out what's going on with me physically, mentally, see where my mind's at. And I think that really just helps in all honesty with just trying to figure out where, you know, where I am in the world right now. I think so often or not, like people just try to get, you know, trying to think of the next step and it's just not mm. there yet like it's just mm. simply not there yet and i think that's what at the end of the day is that i'm getting at is like there's so much more to this life and than rugby and i think it's so cool when like people get the opportunity to like just like even right now just chat about this kind of stuff because a lot of people a lot of people just don't see you know what's behind the rugby play they don't really get to have that aspect of like what's really going on in this dude's mind other than other than footy and in all honesty, like I'm an art freak. I love art. I like to just draw tattoos and, and draw pictures and stuff. So for me, like that's another outlet of mine that just keeps me in that mental headspace of just being happy all the time. And I, I, I find life's too short, bro. There's, there's things that you can control and there's things you can't control. And I try to focus myself on what's controllable and what I can do now. So I love it. Yeah, I love it. But and uh, something you mentioned there, like the breath work and yoga and all that. And breathwork I've I kind of happened upon it like two three years ago maybe and it blew my mind it's life-changing like just understanding like how you can connect your breath and understand like the power of your breath and like you say there yes. when you've you're having a day and it's just not going not going well we all have them like everyone and it's just the power of understanding your breath and how how you can breathe well and connect back to it and just become present no, I couldn't agree more. I was literally taking like an ice bath like just the other day, and like I don't know if you know, like in Chile right now it's winter time, so it's like it it, it was like the the pools outside, the boys are cracking. I'm saying, oh yeah, it's like warm, go have a nice like dip inside, and I'm just like, I don't know about that. I'm like, surely it's not like you know room temp set or whatever. Jump in the water's freezing cold. Like sitting there, get get what I need to get done, get out immediately, and I just immediately just like sit down, get control of my breath. And I just felt just like so at home within my own body, knowing that I was wet, knowing that I was cold and I was able to just like truly embrace the moment for what it was like, I'm recovering right now. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm getting myself right for tomorrow. Like this is this all for a purpose. And I think it's like, yeah, like you said, like the breath work really just brings you back. It really just brings you back to like that, like that, that centered state yeah and you mentioned there like um the the journey of like chasing the dream and the next step next step how and you i'm sure you've achieved a lot of dreams along the way like winning the championship playing with the eagles like different things well how do you kind of look at that do you do you pick things you want to achieve but then make sure that you're not always focusing on the next step that you are enjoying the day-to-day -day, like where you are yeah I, I think for me 
I've always like kind of been like very like emotionless at times. And I, I, I think, <laughs> I think some people think that's a bit weird of me in all honesty, like almost a little too calm and collected when I should be all right to just like kind of just blow up and like be a little bit of a spastic and just have like a crack, you know? Um, but I don't know. I think, I think it's good to just kind of be in this sense of like knowing that it's okay when things are good and being okay when things are bad. And I think like having that is kind of like my guideline through life. It's been able to allow me to enjoy things a bit more knowing that like, if I just like, let's say I just, you know, just have, you know, a cracker of a day and just like, I'm just like, you know, beside myself with how, you know, great I played, like, you know, what is that going to do for me the next time I put on the shoes and have the next match? And let's say I don't reach the, the expectations of that last match that I played. Like, how am I going to feel knowing that, like, all right, like, you performed this well in this match. How come I didn't play it this well in this one? And then I might, you know, I think like that might almost, like, allow me to kind of dip a bit in the sense of, like, oh, like, uh, what did I do wrong and like kind of go on to like a little bit of a lull and I think it's just like understanding like oh yeah I had a great game you know pat yourself on the back enjoy the moment for what it is you know celebrate with the boys when the time comes but knowing that you know if I do have a bad game or I don't have a game that's like maybe up to my standards of play or whatever like I need to go back and just understand that like you know what it's okay everyone doesn't have a great day like I think there was a couple times even in the MLR season where, you know, I had, like, not the best of game. And it was clear as day I didn't have the best of game. And and I had the repercussions of being put on the bench a few times. And, you know, I think those are just learning moments at the end of the day. It's like, all right, like, I didn't perform my my standard, and someone else saw that. And I have to be okay with that. And I, I might be getting a little bit of a repercussion by, you know, maybe being on the bench or something. Um, but how can I be make this become a learning moment so that I feel even more confident, you know, being in the position I am, being comfortable with the position I am, so that when the time does come for when I do get to start again, that I'm going to be lights out and I'm going to be ready for that moment when the time comes. And I think that's kind of like my journey throughout this past season. Beginning of the season, then I went through like a little bit of like a growing stage where I was on the bench for quite a few games in the season. And then right at the end of the season, got to got had the opportunity to start the last few games um, and even the final and, you know, just managed to get the job done in the right place at the right time. So it's just, I think it's being, like I said, like just aware of it all, but also at the same time, like you said, just enjoying the moment, but at the same time, not being overly, overly pumped. I don't know. I think, I think I'm just a mellow person in general, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's super interesting what you're saying there about, um, like you have great games, whatever, like we, people have great games, but then like when you don't have them, I think like what you're kind of saying is just accept that or just allow yourself not be, because what we all do is beat ourselves up so much for weeks and months, you know, like you have a bad game and it's just like beating yourself up. What you're saying there is, you know, it's just accepting that, accepting that you've had a bad game and how can, how can you learn from it and move on? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think it's just like, especially like in a rugby environment, it's like you're constantly feeling, even if it's nothing set, like you can kind of almost feel the pressure of maybe coaching staff or like other teammates that like, listen, like I, I can see that you're not like performing at your best right now. And like, you have to just be able to like kind of almost block that out in a sense for your own mental state. Because if you continue to focus on what other people are thinking of you, I find that you can almost like, it almost affect your performance even more. 
Mm. And it's just, so you have to continuously just like reset yourself. Like I was reiterating before, it's like, hey, this is about me. Like if I'm enjoying the game, that's all that really matters. And like, if I know that I'm, this is a learning moment, that's all that matters. If I'm growing from this moment, that's all that matters. And like just continuously trying to push for that next step forward. Because I think at the end of the day, whether it be rugby, whether it be life, it's all about, you know, how can we make that next step forward? How can we like put ourselves, you know, again, in that uncomfortable position to allow ourselves to be the best that we can be. And I may, I'm, maybe I'm just listening to like a lot of like, um, like professional speakers who are just talking about this concept, but at the same time, it, it's so true. It's like, you have to keep moving forward. Like there's no, there's no reason to just lull in the past because it's already, it's already been done. Yeah, what professional speakers you like listening to? And maybe this is the flaw in me. I don't know any of the speakers that I've been actually listening to. They just like social media feeds yeah. are just literally littered with just like like famous quotes, famous this, like famous speakers just chatting. And I never take track of any of the names, bro. That's that's. I need to start doing a better job at that, just so I can actually be better at referencing. But uh, no, that's 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 what's on my social media. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. No, I love that. And I love what you're saying as well about blocking out that kind of outside noise, like with the pressure of like, say, selection or coaches or this or that, the other, like you say, like not listening to that and just focusing on your next step and enjoying, you said, like enjoying your rugby and just going for that next step and not getting hung up on all the other things that are, going around in the world outside yeah it's so easy to just be like someone like or a coach pointing something out that you did wrong and just be like i know like i know i know i know what i did you know but at the same time it's like if you knew what you did you wouldn't have done it but at the same time it's like yeah just like come with the like a humble aspect with everything that you learn come with like this mindset like whatever someone tells me i'm gonna take it like on the chin but i'm also gonna like take it on my chest knowing that like this is this is only going to benefit me. These are positive things, like reinforcing that positive aspect. Because so often or not, like people find, you know, if I say something to you about how your game was played over the weekend, you know, someone sadly might take it sideways. And the truth is, I'm just here to help. And I, I've been the same way with just like me noticing things with other players and, and people as well. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm here to help. At the end of the day, and it's all positive. It's all good vibes. And I think it's like, I think if players and people can kind of take that and better themselves in that sense, I think man, we'll be in such a better place just in general, just in the world. But mm -hmm. that's just me. 100%. I read a good book recently called The Four Agreements. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's uh, one, it's pretty simple. It's like four agreements, but one of them is don't take anything personally. So it's like, you know, like what you're saying there is, um, you know, someone says, oh, hey, Brian Chance, whatever, you know, you could have had your hands up a bit more when you were catching, trying to catch that ball or whatever. It gives you a little pointer. They're not like attacking your character and you as a person. They're just trying to just give you a little thing to help yeah. you to get better as a player. You know, it's it's nothing personal. Yeah, no, 100 percent. It, it's it's truly like a mindset change, I think, at the end of the day for a lot of a lot of people. And it, it's taken me a little bit of time to kind of figure that out. But like now that I know that, you know, people are only here to help me and that it's always continuously growing, you know, growing moment, it really can only just open up, you know, the horizon for everybody, whether it be rugby, whether it be, you know, jobs, whether it be, you know, 
our career, you know, just whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just all a journey at the end of the day. I think, I think it's, it's funny because so much is like constant, a lot of people, and I don't know if that's just like a, it's like a Midwestern thing, but it's always like goal driven. It's always just like, how can I get to the end? But it's like, it's, it's honestly not the truth. Like so much more the journey than anything. And it's just, for me, it's like, I'm being here with USA, like, like my dream is to be here, but at the same time, it's just like, how far can I take this trip? Like how long can I, you know, ride, you know, being with these international superstars and just like, allowing myself to grow and allowing myself to become this like what I believe can become like a great you know athlete after like a great rugby player and it's just it's just a beautiful thing man I'm, I'm very blessed I'm very blessed to where I am where, I, where I've gotten come from and been and, and where I'm at now it's, it's truly a blessing that's brilliant and yeah it's interesting to say about the uh, Midwest or whatever about the goal orientated and something that quote I, I like is I'm not sure it's a quote anyway, but um, you never arrive, you never make it. So you think, think about it, you never, you're never like satisfied. You always want more. So it is, you have those goals, but it's so important, like you say, just to enjoy the journey, like just to really soak it all in and just to enjoy every step. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more, man. It's, it's, it's the God's honest truth. I just, I just find that it's just, you know like the journey is going to end and we're not going to know it's ended because we're going to be dead so yeah. it's like yeah yeah, yeah. one day <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. yeah yeah so you just might as well just like put your head down grind have a smile on your face and just like just enjoy every step because man it's just like i said like you said it as well like life's too short man it's too short to just like pass up an opportunity you know like like just chatting with you man like i couldn't pass up the opportunity bro like it was too good to see like you pop up on my feed. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so how, how did you get started playing rugby? So back in Oklahoma, you were from what I gathered, high level wrestler. I remember seeing you with Dion and Trevor in the wrestling room and you boys <laughs> going at it. And uh, then the football team in Lindenwood, you were, you were there for a semester and they were mad to get you playing there. So, so what wrestling football and then, yeah. What was high school like with sport? Yeah, man. So, like, man, I never had, like, an off-season when I was in high school. Like, I literally just went from, like, so it all, it all started with, like, rugby. No, sorry, it started off with football and wrestling. I started, like, played football literally since, like, grade one. Like, it was always, like, football was the dream, like, the American dream. Like, play football all the way, get a, get a college scholarship, you know. If the, the possibility of, like, when it comes to, like, I go to the NFL, go to the NFL. Um, that's just a dream. I was like, every kid in Oklahoma's dream was to make it to the NFL. And I was one of those kids. So literally just played football. Um, got, you know, with the wrestling coach came out, I think grade eight for me. Um, it was like, yo, you're a massive unit. Like, we'd love to have you on the wrestling team. And like, for me, I was just like, oh, but the guy was so good at peer pressuring you to just come to a training. And I was just like, I, I had, no, I must have had no self-esteem to just be like, no, I'm not doing it. So I was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll go. And then just, like, got bought into it, fell in love with the whole system of it. Um, the concept of just, like, winning a one-on-one -on -one against someone was just, like, unheard of. It's just, like, the most macho thing you can do is just, like, mm. manhandle another person who's the same size as you. And I, I, I fell in love with that. Um, but then my freshman year came um, in high school, 
and got invited from a buddy of mine who all oh, whose older brother actually invited me. It wasn't even my friend. We, he, we didn't even play sports together. It was just, it was just, a, just a good friend that I grew up with in elementary. His older brother asked me, he was like four years older than me. I was like, oh God, I'm going to be here out with the big boys. And he's like, no, I like you're a big unit. He's like, come out and like give it a try. I was thinking, no, my mom was like, give it a try. Like you have like the season between football and wrestling that you can, so might as well do it. Go out there. I'm like trying to block kids. And they're just like, no, no, like you don't do that. And I'm like, all right, like I won't block kids. But then like threw me a ball and I had the opportunity to run with it. Never had the opportunity to do that. And uh, just immediately fell in love with the game. Uh, like a couple of days later, a couple more trainings. I was just like, yeah, this is sick. Like, I'm going to keep doing this. And um, literally did that for four years, just like no off season, just kept playing, like, you know, went sleet and snow, just like did all the sports, football, then right into wrestling, and then from wrestling right into rugby. And like, it was just a great, like, high school experience for me. I was always busy. And I think it was a good, good, good thing for me because it kept me out of trouble for the most part. Like, not a lot of free time when you're constantly just bashing yourself against people and, and stuff so I was like all right um but yeah then the god you know I kind of told my wrestling coach I wasn't going to pursue wrestling in college and he was like all right no worries um so he kind of like held on to like those letters from other colleges for me just to kind of keep it out of my head because I know that if I looked at it it might make me second like guess my original feelings towards it and decided not to kept he, he was good with that and keeping those away from me but uh yeah so I was like all right I'm gonna go on a few college visits football was still kind of like my my goal um and yeah Linwood reached out to me and they were like hey like we'll give you this you know we'll give you you know a scholarship and I was like for sure I was like but I also knew that Linwood had like a great rugby program I was like oh man like surely there's like a possibility I can like do this in the spring unless the football season is done and, and uh yeah, I was like, all right, I'll sign. I'll, I'll, I'll do what you guys want me to do, go to football, but I'll only come if, like, let me play rugby in the spring. They're like, 100%, like, totally do that. Um, go to Lindenwood, get redshirted. But the thing is, they, they, they I think football made a mistake, man, because they put me in the dorm with all the rugby boys. And, like, there was a football dorm room, but there was a rugby dorm room. And I was chilling, and, like, I, they moved me there first. And I think that was their flaw. They should have moved me with the football boys and maybe would have kept me in it a little bit longer. But living with those guys, living with, like, that culture, living with those good vibes, like, once spring came around, I was I already knew all the rugby boys because I was living with them pretty much. Went into rugby. Rugby season ends. Had a great experience. Time for me to go back to football. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like – I'm going to have to just tell him. And I had to go to my coach for my position. I was like, listen, my guy, like, uh, I think this is it for me, man. I think I'm going to stick with the rugby. And he's like, uh-huh. All right. And like, that was it. Like, he was like, that's, that's what you want to do. Like, I get it, man. It's your college you know, experience, college career. And I was like, yep. Um, yeah. And just stuck with rugby ever since. And, and JD Stevenson was the head coach at the time. And, he he got me out like I give a lot of like little props to him for getting me the like the pull and directions and with USA um, with collegiate all Americans and then man- managing to go on a few APC tours going to Uruguay Montevideo and just kind of getting some second side USA stuff and I was like oh man like this is like this is really going down like I'm playing with some of these like bigger name cats who have been playing rugby for a long time and was just soaking it in just like trying to get as much experience as possible 
and uh, I, that that was pretty much my college experience, man. It's like I just just invested at that point just fully into rugby, fully into rugby, and then like if I wasn't going on tour with like USA, I was gonna continue to play games with Linwood, the Linwood lads, and and we were very successful, you know, for the you know the timing and continue to be successful. And I like to think that, you know, just I, I like to feel like I left my mark there, but in all honesty, those guys left a mark on me. Like I, I literally went and saw uh, the Linwood um actually announced in it, actually, um the Linwood Army semifinal match. Yeah. And like they, they like one of the announcers was like, yo, you want to do this? And I was like, for sure. Like I'm definitely coming out. And so I got to announce and like cheer the boys on and like, oh man, it was such a great experience. And like it was crazy because a lot of those kids um, even your little brother was there, man. I was like, no way, is that little mini Moy Moy? I was like, oh, how good. <laughs> and like, let's give him shout outs on the mic and stuff. And I was like, this is so class. Like, this is like, this is like any alumni's dream right now to just be like helping and like trying to give these guys like words of encouragement from like the stands. So it was just, it was a great experience. But yeah, that that was pretty much my like kind of build up into like my rugby career. Um, you know, I got, I was still in college. Uh, and it was before the like the MLR draft and stuff. So I kind of was able to slip in kind of like on my own terms. Uh, and Scott Lawrence reached out to me. He's like, hey, like, we'd love to have you in Atlanta. And I was like, man, like, I respect you so heavily as a coach and as like a person. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Signed with them. Uh, still had a little bit of time left in my school. So, but the thing is, is like, I was like, you mind if I just go on loan with like New York and went to New York, played a few games with them. Uh, finished that, came back, loaded all my stuff up. And then as I'm like, excuse me, as I'm like trying to like get everything sorted with my apartment with Raya to like go to Atlanta, like I get the call up for the World Cup. And I'm like, hey, yo. So like I like jump on a plane literally like the next day to Japan and, you know, just had an amazing experience there with those guys, just seeing like the professional environment, seeing all these like fantastic rugby players, just being a part of it was just, a dream come true because that's like that was that was that's been my goal and it still is my goal is to be able to like play in a, in a rugby world cup and so still chasing those dreams um and and that's that's just where i'm at right now i'm chasing that dream that's that's my dream right now and i know at the end of the day like whether the dream becomes a reality or not like it's all part of the process it's all part of the journey i'm like i said i'm enjoying every step of the way being here in chile you know getting us opportunity to you know, do a qualifier match to, you know, get the boys in. It's just what priority number one is right now. It's just been a blast. It truly has. Unreal. Unreal. And uh, that's class. And so when I remember on that time, it was when I went to Lindawood, when you were like football, switching football, rugby. And when you decided to go all in, a, all in, like just leave football, you had already left wrestling, just be a rugby player. What were your thoughts there? Like you said, you loved the game. Was it just that you loved the game or did you see uh, like USA stuff on the horizon? Was there kind of, were you kind of like opportunity wise or why, why did you choose that? Why did you say goodbye to football? I think it was just like, I think it was just a, in all honesty, probably like a cultural thing. Yeah. Like I think it was just like every, I hate to say this because there's a lot of good football players out there that are like truly amazing people. And, and it's like no hate to the guys in Linwood. I just felt that for me personally, you know, the guys that, you know, were in this rugby culture with me is like they were all just like wanting, they were just like brothers. And I can mm. see that 
they were playing for each other. And I think like, in, like sometimes for football, it's, you know, there's a lot of just like me, it's a lot of me. And it's tough to like kind of figure out, you know, all right, is it, is it me or is it us? And, you know, it, I think maybe it was the time period I was in with Lindenwood. Lindenwood's football team wasn't doing too hot. And I think I just saw like a lot of just individuals rather than like a team. And I think that I, I think I was craving just that team environment and football just wasn't giving it for me. And, you know, it's just like I was, and I, maybe that that's kind of the thing is maybe I don't, I hate to say that I was like getting burned out of the sport because like I love the sport. I played it for like 14, 15 years. And I was just like, yeah, like maybe this isn't about the sport anymore. Maybe this is something bigger. Maybe this is something like the brotherhood and the friendships that can actually probably last like a lifetime. And I think that's just what rugby was for me. It was just like a, a new sense of like, like home. It was home away from home for me. And like, I think that's what the rugby culture did for me. I think so the rugby boys and the coaching staff did for me is like, they made me feel one, you know, with that, with that group. And it was just like, no one was an outsider. You know, I mean, you, you know how it was like, everyone was welcome to do anything and everything with each other. And it was just like, that's just how it was. And, and for me, that, that was, that was, that's what drew me in. I think it, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I get to run with the ball, and I think that's sweet. But at the same time, like, I can go hang out with these dudes, like, at 3 a.m. just doing God knows what. So it's like, I mean, who wouldn't pass that up at the end of the day, I think? Yeah, 100%. I know what you mean. Like, football is a bit kind of individualistic. Even the way the game is, like, just, just it's kind of – you do your role and you don't really interact with other people on the field so much even you know you run your route you do your thing whatever and it's funny what you say with the with the boys as well the rugby like um it's just yeah so many different people from all over the world and I I haven't saw as well when I went there's just like hanging out with one some from Safra, you from Oklahoma some other fella just all these random lads it's just everyone just hanging out and just chilling yeah no it's like seriously so cool and like it's funny to think about it like if you look at even just like the US as a whole and like you pull someone from like let's say like LA and someone from New York and then like someone like me from like Oklahoma, it's like three totally yeah. different day, man. And it's like you get them in the same room and like you manage to like all be able to connect because you play rugby. It's just like the coolest thing I think anyone like anyone can do. And oh man, it was just like it was just cool. Like like people just came from different environments, different cultures, and like everyone was able to express that and share like stories and stuff and like oh man you can't beat that at the end of the day it's like it's just it's just unreal 100 and something you mentioned there a while back uh just that you were saying like oh on tour now and just like so grateful to be around the players that you're around and whatever whatever and it's uh do you you never kind of feel like you're the man do you like you just seem very like you know grateful to be there versus like oh this is my team now do you get me even though you've been like what you got capped like a number of years ago yeah so yeah, I, I, just, I think it's just so easy to like just be your most authentic self whether it be on the pitch and off the pitch like, like I said before like I've always kind of been a bit of a laid-back like that guy and, and and just like being around people like like having conversations whether it be serious or silly and you know for me like I think you can I think for me I think some people do you know in a sense look up to me and I think that's great and awesome and stuff but I try my best to just remind people that we're all on the same level I, like I think it's kind of the same thing with how I manage like my emotions and I manage like the high moments and the low moments it's just like 
you know, we're all in this together at the end of the day. And it's like, I think this, the second I start getting any form of like an ego, I think that might be the time where I probably need to take a step back. But like right now, it's just like, there's too much, there's too much to give and like too much to like receive in order for me to like any, get any bit of like an egocentric leadership role. Like I'm always in the constant like servants mentality with anything. And I think it's, I think it's, for me, I feel most healthiest when I'm giving and like giving my best and like constantly putting myself in a, in a place of learning, always having like that student mentality. And yeah, there's definitely times and places where I need to step up and, you know, obviously like speak, you know, and from the leadership perspective and, and I, I take those opportunities when they come, but at the same time, that's, I don't think for, for any reason at all really that, that I need to be anyone other than just who I am. And I think like from like, just you asking me that question, like I, I, I appreciate you even asking me it because I think it's just like, it, it puts me in check and makes me wonder like how, uh, how I'm perceived for others. And I, I guess, yeah, it just reminds me that, you know, we're all on this, we're all on the same level. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And you gotta, it's so, you just gotta be yourself at all times and keep being who you are. And I think when you, when you step outside of that, just not being your authentic self, like there's just a disconnect, you know, and it's, it's not, it's yeah there's just a disconnect and you won't be comfortable you know if ever you know at times sometimes i don't know even like when you're a teenager you're trying to fit in at different ages and places and you try and put on a different persona or be someone else to try and fit in or to try and because you think that's what people want you to be or how you need to be you're not you're not happy are you yeah yeah no i think you're completely right like like someone might get butter because you're sitting by yourself at the dinner table is it's just simply like okay to be alone at times as well and i think like for me in general like i don't need to please everybody like i know i'm not gonna be able to please anybody like everybody and it's like at the same time like like me and my wife we have all these like crazy chats you know it's just like if if i were to hang the boots up tomorrow like in all honesty and all retrospects like i'm not gonna be remembered forever like it's as simple as that goes and like it's like i have to come with terms with that and i have come to terms with that at the same time it's just like you know it's okay like i think it's just being okay with knowing that tomorrow isn't promised but at the same time like i don't need to please everybody right now like and i think it goes right back to like the whole outside pressures thing as well it's just like i can i can constantly weigh myself down on the possibilities of like tomorrow but like today's only given. So it's just like, well, let, me, let me just enjoy it for me. And if I'm able to be a light in someone else's life today as well, like all the merrier, man, like all the merrier. Yeah, that's brilliant. And two things you said there. And the first thing coming at a life from a kind of servants, a servant uh, mindset or point of view and, and then also not trying to please everyone. And there's just two, it's just two things that I've found just when you're saying them, they're just resonating that when you try and just serve others and just help others, it's the most like selfless thing and selfish thing because you're, you're it's selfless because you're helping others, but it's selfish because you get so much from it. You know, like I find when I'm coaching, it's like I started with you guys and I've been doing it for years now. And it's like, 
I just get so much from like I just love it you know but yeah, yeah it's helping others so much as well so if you can just get out of yourself you know when I was younger I didn't get this and it's all about you but when you just step out of yourself and just help others it's like you feel great <laughs> and when yeah. you realize as well like you say that you can't please everyone don't try and please everyone it's so good for your mental health it's just like I'm just going to try and be a good person. I'm going to try and just help people where possible, you know, of course, you know, just where possible, just be a nice person, help them if I can. And then I can't please everyone. And it's just, that's it. And then hopefully wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like you just find yourself stressing out over the most littlest of things. Like I still have a hard time just saying no. It's as mm. simple as that. At the end of the day. I mm. think saying no is such like a powerful thing. And like, yes. even, even like a person for me, like, having like in this dual wield of like being able to draw and stuff like guys are like always asking like yo can you draw can you design this tattoo and i'm like yes hell yes for sure i'm totally down and it's like like do i have the time right now actually <laughs> no i probably don't actually have the time but like let's let's make time in the future where we can like get some of like your thoughts and, and dreams and what you want like modified on your body like let's get that let's put the time aside let's have a coffee you know, and like take the stress out of it completely and just like, just be like, all right, like let's, let's plan. Let's like have something set up for the future. And yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I, I can't say it enough. It's just cool. Yeah. Being around these guys being around like these coaching staff, like, like we're bringing in like some really world-class people and it's just like really cool to just experience, you know, from in my own shoes, like what they have to bring to the table and, and the thing is, is like I'm not the only one living this way. Like it's so cool to see and like hear from these other guys from other parts of the world that, you know, that they're kind of living by the same ethos in a sense. Mm. And so, talk to me. I always remember you drawing as well, yeah. And talk to me about like your graphic design and your drawings. And so, like it's something that you've always or loved doing for quite a while, I imagine. But so you went to school. You you did a course on it and. And so what are you doing right now? Like how, what, how is that in your life? Or like what, what part is graphic design and drawing in your life? Yeah. So it's funny, man. Like I was like, I don't know if you know this, like I was originally a business major when I went to Lindenwood. So like, yeah, like my first, first semester, I signed up as business. My dad was like, listen, man, you can't go wrong with a business degree. But dad, you're right. You definitely can't go wrong. And, uh, and like my, my, I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna do the business thing. And like I, I did the business thing, like first, like I did one business class, and I was like, I just kept like drawing, like just simply just doing doodles, mm -hmm. like in my notepad while I'm doing this class. And like I was obsessed with longboarding, like always bombing that mm, hill, yeah, like, but just like just waving to people as I'm just zooming by. I'm just like, I love longboarding, I love drawing, I love rugby, and like I was just like, I like I was in this business class, and I was like, you know what, like let's make up this concept of like having like a longboard like business shop like where you can go on campus and like rent a deck out and like cruise around campus on it and like i designed like all these like longboards for it and i was just like what am i doing like this is what i want to do like as much as like i want to like be able to know how to run a business stuff which is great like you know i want to i just want to draw man like i just want to simply just draw pictures and but at the same time i was like man if i could, like, if i ever get like the point where i get can tattoo people i think that'd be so sick because then i'm really bringing everyone's dreams to life because it's like on their body permanently it's not going anywhere and yeah so i was just like yeah art's the way for me and like i did the the whole you know graphic design fine arts degree and and i i, I don't know i just 
no one was like doing my style and I, I felt unique because of that. And so I was like, all right, like if I have this like unique style, I know it's a unique style. Like how can I apply this to like anything and everything that I do? I know that like rugby's kind of the direction I'm going, but like how am I going to be able to like incorporate this, like this love for art and design? And, and I was just like, all right, like I'll figure something out. And I remember in particular, I did like an internship with like Austin Lee, who are like the HGs now. And, and they had me like designing like this like like player book that has like all the players and like their like where they're from and like position and stuff and I was doing that I was like this is fun you know this is cool but it was like a taste of like me combining like rugby and, and design together I was like all right this is me and uh did that it was cool great internship experience um and then I get the opportunity to go to Atlanta and they have this giant like open like wooden wall like in their gym and it was just like I was good friend, good, actually really good buddies with the manager at the time, Kevin McCory. And like, he's like, listen, man, um, there's a few buckets of paint over there. Like literally just like they used to like paint the walls, just like one solid color. There's some paint buckets over there, man. Paint like a giant ass snake on this wall. And I'm like, he's like any, like in my style, like, like in a particular style, he's like, nah, nah, do your style, do it the way you want to. And yeah, I just like, full on blasted this wall with this giant ass mural of this mean snake and I was like so proud of it and it's like oh man like they gave me like they got me like a lift thing so I could get up and up and down things like a like 50 foot tall 30 foot tall wall or something I couldn't tell you how tall it was um but yeah like I had this whole wall to work with I was like it's so mean first ever mural done like you just you just trusted in me I was truly honored to like even get the opportunity to do it I did it and I was like this is so mean like this is so classic I was so just happy with the experience and um did that and then they were like yo like we're we're gonna get like a secondary logo as well and you know, i got to do like like my what i actually studied for in school i was able to manage and make like this like new like rattler rattlesnake design um with a collaboration with like two other guys and i was like this is so mean like i'm actually getting it and then like, but they made like these mean like uh basketball tee jerseys with my logo on it i was like oh like it's it's like finally coming true like this is like this is what i'm talking about like and like it was just seeing like the different dreams of mine like kind of become reality and, and it was just like great experience and then i go to new york and they knew about the mural and they were like yo like would you want to make a mural for us too and i'm like for sure let's do it <laughs> so i'm like all right and they give me this huge wall and like i was like all right like this is a mean wall like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And like, I'm still working on it, man. Like this wall is massive. It's, it, I couldn't tell you how long it is. It's or how big I'll have to send you a picture in the future, but I would say it, I had like, a, I thought I was gonna get done by the end of the season. And in all honesty, it's going to take me at least another season to get it knocked out. And, and luckily enough, like my contract doesn't end until like a little bit later. So I'm chill. <laughs> so I got, I got more time with it. Um, but yeah, so I'll be working on that another mural still. And then they released like two of my like t-shirt designs for the final and like what made me super happy. And it, my Ryo was so ecstatic to like see, uh, you know, what was going on like outside of like the rugby pitch, like where the concession stands and where like the, like, um, like t-shirts and stuff were being sold. Cause there was a mean line, bro. And they were trying to get up my designs and I was like, Oh, how good. She's like, yeah. Chance like they're selling like hotcakes. And I was like, I just like was filled with like so much like pride and like so much like joy knowing that like I was able to like bring my designs to life and knowing that people were loving them as much as I was loving them. And it was mm. just like, it's just like, it's truly fulfilling when you get, when you get fulfilled on both ends of the spectrum. It's like not often or not, like 
you get the opportunity to, you know, if you have like two quote unquote gifts to like, you know, be able to share with everybody. And it was just like a great opportunity for me. And like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now is like, just, I mean, having these opportunities to make some really rad t-shirt designs and some, and I'm getting opportunities to like put paint to wall and have like murals being made. And, and for me as like a graphic designer, like I've always been like very much a hands-on person with a sense of like painting and like sense of like drawing like two dimensional pieces and just like being able to like put it on merchandise and just like wanting to get it out there, just get it out there, get it out there. And now it's like finally occurring. It's just like cool to see, you know, two parts of me or two careers really like kind of go in the direction that I'm wanting it to. And it's, 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 it's truly a blessing. And it's cool to see both of them like kind of intertwine to like complement each other really. And it's just, it's been awesome. Cause like, I know, like I said, the day is going to come where I'm going to have to hang the boots up, but like, you know, people might forget the rugby chance, but like, I can still, you know, continuously do like this art career thing. And it's like, just like I said, it's just a blessing. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. And I saw the the Rattler in Atlanta. I remember I followed them on you and obviously on social media. And I remember seeing that and I was just like, whoa, that's incredible. I haven't seen the, the New York one. Send it on to me. Yeah, and yeah. do you have them? Um, so so do you, are you doing tattoos? Like, Are you designing them or are you actually doing them as well? Or So um, if I said that I was doing them, my mom would probably get pretty mad because she's all I'll about edit that me. out then. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm not not doing anything of that sort. <laughs> Have I done some in the past that might be against laws? Probably, uh, but uh, no, nah, man. Yeah, so I've done I've done a few. Um, I'm I had I had a machine at one point and it sadly broke. Um, but we've been me and Ryan have chatted it over, and it's like machines and stuff are pretty pricey. But we we were like, all right, like you get a few things for your chiropractic, you know, career and stuff. And like, maybe I'll invest in this and practice on oranges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so that's kind of the plan right now. As of right now, like I'm kind of like self-taught myself, uh, like how to stick and poke tattoos. And it's just like an easy way of just like getting like pen to paper with like a peach or, you know, a banana or whatever. And just like practicing like that. Um, but it's cool, man. Like, I, I've done a few, and it's just like, oh man, like so rad. Now people are like, no, knowing that I'm doing it, I'm like, listen, like I can't charge. I don't know what the laws are, so like, let's just like, if we're gonna do them, we'll just don't worry about it. Let's just have fun with it, you know. And let me let this be a learning experience. So and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah, man. So I, at the end of the day if I can build up some form of a portfolio before actually entering like the real world and like, I do want to pursue, you know, like tattooing as like a proper like career, like after rugby, like that'd be mean, that'd be so sick. Um, but right now it's like, as far as like kind of getting the whole thing, as far as like managing rugby and like getting like an apprenticeship or something, I don't know how that will work out because of like the busy schedules of rugby, man. It's just like nonstop for like six months and then you're like off. But then it's like you're not, and then it's like I, I wouldn't know how to even like where to begin really. But I mean, hey, if you if anyone watches this and has some proper contact, man, like reach out for sure. But yeah. that's kind of what it is right now. Right now, it's just for fun. Um, it's just like bringing guys 
dreams and ideas to life and that's what it's about nice nice yeah maybe in the future who knows and uh well something you mentioned there which you know i just think is so incredible when you said like oh i'm just getting fulfilled from both sides like doing your graphic design uh and doing your rugby and things are happening like you're just you're enjoying you're doing what you love and like you were in this business course it just it wasn't you and then you're like i love what was this playing rugby doing graphic design longboarding or whatever so it's just like the, you know you just kept doing what you do and this is something that I just think is so important that and I believe that if you do what you do and you truly like kind of go all in it like doors open things happen like like things just happen like you didn't plan on setting up a t-shirt stand at an MLR match ever but it just happened because you just kept doing what you love and then all of a sudden like people see that you're doing what you're passionate about and you're good at it and then people help you and then this door opens and this door opens and things just happen but if you keep doing what you don't love doing you're never going to be good at it you're never going to you'll have no passion and doors it's just a slog so i just think it was funny just you saying that i think it's just so true just you gotta go all in on what you love doing and things just happen it's funny yeah i gotta say man i i can't i can't say enough like like i've truly been blessed with the people that i've come in contact with you know, from the, even from the beginning of the journey, like, like Tracy Todd, like Jason Todd, like those are like, those people took me underneath the rugby wing at the, the very like origin of my rugby career. And like, they just gave me like this family aspect in it. And then like, next thing you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm meeting JD Stevenson and like, he's becoming part of USA and like, he's taking me with him with his journey. And then like, next thing you know, like I meet Gary Gold and like, I'm meeting like Sean Pittman and like all these like guys who are, you know, in like this international level of play. And then like, that's getting me recognition to go elsewhere to like Kevin McCory with Rugby Atlanta and then like Rick Salizo with New York. And it's just like, it's crazy, you know, that like someone, you know, who didn't think that it could be anything other than just like, you know, a footy match in university getting getting by but also having a good time with the boys it's like it can truly if you chase it and you like you said like give it 110 percent and literally just like buy into the process man like oh it, it really is like truly remarkable for people when they truly just like say this is what i want to do i'm going to do it and like you see it so many times bro like on like other podcasts and like just other interviews of people they're just like yo like they made like a stand like this is what i'm going to do i'm going to do it for as long as i possibly can and i'm going to enjoy the entire ride because like whether whether i become the best or if i become like middle it doesn't matter or the worst like as long as i'm enjoying myself throughout the entire process doesn't matter where i'm at like i think that's what matters at the most you know and, and you know obviously we live in you know a society where you know you have to put food on the table it's not given to you you have to work for it and and you know the MLR has been able to be, you know, a door open for me as far as, you know, putting food on the table and like being able to like provide for myself and provide for my family. So, you know, it's, it's just remarkable where the sport's going and where it's taken me and like where I can take countless other people as well. Like I know so many guys in Linwood who are just like wanting to get to that next level, which is like either the MLR or overseas to, you know, France or, you know, just wherever it doesn't matter. It's just like, that's, that's their dream. It's like, if you want it, then you just have to put your head down and grind and be happy with wherever you are right now. Because, it, like, it, people struggle, man. It's just simple as that. Like, you might not 
make a roster all season. And it's just like, if you just take it in for what it is, like this is where I am right now, isn't the finish line. Right now I'm in the middle of what can be a great learning experience. And I think if a lot of people get a hold of that concept, then we're going we're gonna to see a lot of amazing American rugby players coming out of like universities and like really preparing for that 2031 World Cup, man. Like it's so cool to see and see that being an aspect of things. Like the fact that that's a possibility, and not even a possibility that it is going to happen, man. It's just like, it's truly remarkable. It's unreal. You'll be there as well. Hey. How old are you then? 30, 30, 33-ish? Two extra gray hairs. At your peak, yeah. Oh, no, when you mentioned the journey there, of course, meeting the scrum lord Brownie as well in Lindenwood. Oh, how could I How could I not forget that, man? That man is amazing. He reaches out every once in a while, man. And like, uh, like me and him could chat for days. Uh, I really needed, I remember looking forward to the day where I could see that guy again. And the last time I saw him, uh, was in the semifinal match against the army for them. I, I was announcing, and I was just like, it's just like it never even left. Like the dude was just like right back where we left off. Just a great human being. Josh Macy as well. Uh, Jimmy, I'm here with Jimmy Harrison, which is always so oh, good. Jimmy. So it's like I'm not, I feel like I'm not too far away from home when he's nearby. Uh, but man, like just like I said, just like people along the way with my journey have just been nothing but grateful for them all. It's just truly amazing. Brownie, Macy. Jimmy, like it's been class. Really yeah. Brilliant. Tell Jimmy I said hi while you're there. And yeah, uh, you've been on real time, but been on real chatting. What um advice would you give a young player? Like you talk about those kids in in college in America and you know, there's so, so much happened. What what advice if you could chat to say a young college kid in America that wants to go pursue rugby, what would you say to them? I, I probably like what I would do, I would, I would probably, I would do this. I'd look him in the eyes and I'd be like, "Listen, man, like, if this is what you want to do, just buy into it and just be okay with wherever you are right now, because at the end of the day, like, all you have is today. All you have is right now. And if if rugby is what you want to do, or or you know, playing professional sports, what you want to do, like, just be happy with where you are now because you'll look back." you know, 10, 15 years from now, knowing that, like, I literally give everything I have. And, and, and that's okay. And you just have to also be okay with knowing that, like, if you don't achieve your dreams, it's all about the journey at the end of the day anyways. As long as you're enjoying the process, that's what matters. And, you know, I, all I can say is, I say this to everyone, even when I, like, when they're about to leave the door, I'm like, yo, man, enjoy yourself. Like, it's just, like, it's as simple as that. Like, whatever you do, just enjoy yourself and enjoy the process. I think that's what we, all we can do in this life. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. I couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more. And I wish, I wish I heard that when I was younger, a bit younger. Yeah, that's brilliant. Bud, thanks a million for your time. Been unreal chatting, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the tour. Uh, cheers, Brian. It's been a, it's been a class, man. It's been a super class hearing from you, bro. And always see like chatting with you, man. And just felt, you know, my journey. It's it's super fun to just chat with you, bro. Like it's, I'm, I miss you, man. And it's really good to hear from you. Cheers, bro. Hope you enjoyed today's chat and got some value from it. If this is your first time here, please click subscribe so that you don't miss an episode going forward. And also check out some of the earlier episodes. If you're a regular listener, if you're an OG, much love. And please send the podcast on to some of your friends. Send it on to a WhatsApp group. That's a really small thing, but it's actually really huge. It 
really helps the podcast grow helps us reach more people and helps us help more young players hear from these brilliant people that jump on and have a chat also would you please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening what that does is it helps the algorithm so when people search rugby pods this gets shown to them so yeah wherever you're listening if you would just jump in there right now and leave a rating and a review that'd be brilliant and lastly check out the instagram and twitter at offfieldrugby any thoughts questions anything shoot me a dm would love to hear from you thanks for your time today really appreciate it as always have a good one cheers